Oh, thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory tonight. We honor your name, Lord. We say, indeed, you are God. And there is none like you. You are God from the beginning to the end. There is no one like you. You don't need any man to be who you are. You are who you are, Lord. And we exalt you tonight, O oh Lord. Because that which you seek to do, no man can alter. You ensure that the glory belongs to you alone. Tonight we ascribe all the glory to you. We say, Holy Spirit, take charge. Father, it is in your presence we have come. This is your house. We have come to visit, to learn at your feet. Pour your spirit unto us. Give us understanding into your way. Let us leave your presence not the same. But carrying your presence with us to our homes. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Do it unto the Lord tonight, somebody. Hallelujah. Is that all you can do for the Lord? Amen. They say when you go to India, eh, the, the people are struggling to get oxygen because of Corona. Hallelujah. And you and I, we are briefing freely. And but they, they are, if you, can, you have money, but you can't even buy health. It's not about whether you are rich or you are poor. Hallelujah. The oxygen is just not there for you to even get to buy, to breathe. Hallelujah. So do it unto the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it is in him you live and move and have your being. It's God from the beginning to the end. Hallelujah. Amen. Papa just stepped out, but we want to do it for our Father. Hallelujah. Let's do it. Let's do it for the Father of the house. When he comes, we'll do it for him again. Let's do it unto the Lord for the life of the bishop, of the Father of the house. Hallelujah. He's our light. Hallelujah. Do it for him. Do it for the Papa of the house. Hallelujah. The light of this house, hallelujah. The head of this house, hallelujah. I, I, I've told you once that my boss will always tell you that there's a reason why God didn't put the eye on the leg. Hallelujah. Or on the arm. Or on the stomach. Anywhere but on the head. Hallelujah. If God has shared the eye to be everywhere, there will be trouble. Hallelujah. That's why God put the eye on the head. So it is the head that carries the eye and it's the head that will give the direction. Do it for the life of our Papa. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Papa, I salute you tonight. Hallelujah. For this opportunity. Amen. I don't take it light when I'm given this opportunity because I always say that we should be sitting down for Papa to be downloading the things because he's the one that God has called. Hallelujah. So when he calls you and say you are supposed to do this and gives you a topic, Papa will not come and tell you that this is what I want you to speak on or speak, do it like this. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you even give an assignment I want you to draw this maybe do a program sort of maybe a, a, an outline. Several times that Papa has asked me to do an outline. When I go and show it to him, I want him to see and say, oh, Reverend Stan, correct it. You say, it's okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Papa, the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. But the kind of training you have given us, the kind of understanding that we have gotten for the many years that we have been under our feet is what is keeping us. Hallelujah. So bless the Lord for his life. Amen.
Beloved, tonight, just doing a simple exercise. Hallelujah. Just reminding us of what scripture says. Hallelujah. That we need to do. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 and 6, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible or version. It says that we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever our obedience is complete. Hallelujah. Amen. It says that, and we are ready to punish all disobedience. Hallelujah. To bring down all disobedience whenever our obedience is complete. Amen. So what it's simply saying is that you can overcome, the only way you can overcome disobedience is by obeying. Hallelujah. It says that your, 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 you, you, it will be complete. Your obedience will be complete. Hallelujah. When you are able to overcome disobedience. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight, we are looking at disobedience. So, we we'll ask, what is disobedience? Hallelujah. I believe that disobedience, for you to obey something, there must be something you need to obey. For you to obey, there must be something you need to obey. Either it is a law, it is a rule, it is an instruction from someone who is a higher authority above you. Hallelujah. Or someone who has been instructed to ask you to do something. Hallelujah. And once you understand that thing, and you have agreed to do it. When you don't do it the way you are supposed to do it, or you don't do it at all, it means that you have disobeyed. Hallelujah. It is, it is whether it is a good thing or a bad thing, you have disobeyed. Even if you are an arm robber, and the arm robber, uh, uh, what do you call him? The, 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 the chief arm robber has sent you to go and do an operation, and you have agreed, and you don't go and do that operation. Or you don't do it the way you are supposed to do it. You have disobeyed. Hallelujah. Amen. We learned here last week or on Sunday that every authority is from God. Whether it is the, from the devil or whatever, it is from God. So whatever authority he has as the chief arm robber who has given you that instruction. Once you don't do it, you have disobeyed. Okay. So disobedience basically is an act of not obeying what you are supposed to do. So, the dictionary says that unwillingness to comply the guidance, with the guidance of authority, especially when it comes to we Christians, refusal to follow God's will. So, simply refusal to follow the right and natural ways of doing things. Hallelujah. Amen. So, like I said, the whole world is governed by rules and regulations even, even in the animal kingdom, there's obedience. I like watching this, uh, 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 this uh, an, uh, animal film on DSTV. Uh, I've forgotten the name. New something. And when you look at lions, mostly it is the female lions who do the hunting. And when they hunt and they kill, when you finish killing, you leave it. The male, even not the small capsule, it is the male who must come and eat. And when he's full, before anybody comes. So, you see, everybody is lying down looking at the meat and waiting. Uso, uso, you have to wait. There's order. And if you break the rank, you'll be in trouble. If you break the rank, it means that you have to disobey the order. Hallelujah. Amen. So, even in the animal kingdom, there's what? Obedience. Hallelujah. Amen. So disobedience can be found in homes, schools, workplaces. Now, in your workplace, you can be, your boss can ask you to do something. You don't do it. Or he asks you to do it in a particular way. You don't do it in that particular way. And it backfires. You have disobeyed. Hallelujah. Amen. In your home, in our homes, parents ask 
children to do something and they don't do it. Sweep here or wash this thing. I'm going to work. By the time I come, you should have done this. He comes and you say, I have forgotten. Is it forgetfulness or disobedience? Hallelujah. Hello? Are we here? Is it forgetfulness or disobedience? Disobedience. With the excuse of forgetting. Hallelujah. Because every time we disobey, we have excuse. There's always excuse for disobeying. So, he, didn't, he disobeyed, but has an excuse of forgetting. Hallelujah. Amen. Papa has taught us this in that as parents, when you instruct, your child asks you something, and you say, daddy says, don't take it. You need to ensure that mommy is also aware that you have told this boy not to take, or the child not to take this. Because the moment you are not there, then you go to mommy. Mommy, can I go and take this chocolate in the fridge? Meanwhile, daddy has said, don't take it. You take it only in the evening after you have eaten supper. But he goes, mommy, can I take this chocolate? I want more. Okay, go and take it. Then he goes to take it and daddy comes. Hey, who asked you to take this? Mommy. The child has disobeyed, but he has found a nice way of tricking the mother to disobey. Hallelujah. It's just like Adam and Eve. When, when, when God was giving uh, Adam the instruction not to eat, Eve was not there. Hallelujah. Amen. But she was, she was deceived and she disobeyed. That's the first disobedience. Sin of disobedience. The first sin that happened was the sin of disobedience. Hallelujah. Amen. So, disobedience is all over the place. Hallelujah. We are asked to do something. We don't do it. We give all sorts of excuses. Even sometimes when you are asked to do the thing, because it is time bound, you must do it within that time. Once you don't do it and you postpone it, procrastination and you see also all this procrastination and all these things become excuses for disobeying. Simple. Hallelujah. Amen. So once we have established or we are refreshing our minds of what disobedience is, we want to look at reasons why we disobey. Some of the reasons. We want to look at some of the reasons quickly. So one is setting the desires of the flesh above the will of God. We setting the desires of the flesh above the will of God. Of God. In Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 3, Bible says that in the New King James Version, it says that, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Hallelujah. So, the desires of the flesh causes us to disobey. So, that child, it is a corner Hallelujah. He couldn't, he, the, the child couldn't hold on because he's seen the chocolate. But they said, don't touch. Hallelujah. I've watched some, some uh, uh, videos on, uh, on WhatsApp where they are feeding dogs. And the dog, when they don't call you, you don't come. And it's surprising the dogs will obey. I saw one that was very funny. There were about six or seven dogs. When they call your name, then you come. They, 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 they ask them to go out of the room and go and wee-wee and things. But when you are coming, you have, to, you have to clean under your feet before you enter the room. So when they call you whiskey, then you come. Then you raise first the hind feet, four feet, then they clean, then he goes. There was one elderly dog who thought that they would call him first, but he was called last. Everybody was facing the door. When he got to his turn, he turned this way. When he didn't mind, they had to tap him <laughs> because he was angry. Dogs are very intelligent. 
Hallelujah. So, and they were obeying. Some, they put food down. They don't call you. They put their food down. They will say they should, the, man, the person will pray before the dogs go to eat. And no dog will go and go and start eating. Hallelujah. So sometimes when I see this, I say, how much more are we humans? We can't be patient. So impatience is one of the things that cause us to disobey. And the impatience is due to our flesh. All these things are fleshly things. Hallelujah. Things of the flesh. Amen. So uh, I've spoken about the, the commandment that was given to Adam in Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 and 17. We know this already so we can write it down. And then in Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to 11 we can read about the disobedience as the serpent deceived Eve. But I want to read verse 6. So when the woman saw, so Genesis 3, 6. So, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. So desire. Hallelujah. Bible says that she, she desired and she saw that it was good. She perceived because she had not eaten. Hallelujah. But she was convinced that I did a bad day. Serpent, but someone can say bad day. Me share bad day. Nyanko ponda die. And I mean di. Halami shed ye bayebe. So the flesh was calling. Hallelujah. And she went ahead to eat and also gave to the house. So I'm sure when she ate, what happened to her? Adam saw. And then I'm so saying, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So disobedience, the desires of the flesh above the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So another example we can see in the Bible is David. 2 Samuel 11, 1 to 5. David, men went to war. David was walking, they say in the night, cool of the night, he was walking on this corridor and he saw Bathsheba. Hallelujah. And he desired her. And therefore he said, who is that woman? Go and bring her. Hallelujah. And he lied with her. And the Bible says that when, 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 when he did it, he thought he could hide it. Hallelujah. We'll come to that. Hallelujah. But God found out. He was found out. One of the things we also need to know is that every disobedience will be found out. There's no disobedience that we can hide. Hallelujah. We cannot hide our disobedience from God. Hallelujah. Even man, we cannot hide. Hallelujah. It is said that anything we do one day, one day, or we say this law of Kamatin, one day, one day, whatever sin, whatever thing you do comes to hunt you back. Hallelujah. Or you do the thing and you think it is over. Your children will come and do it to you. And then you see. Now you realize that, ah, so this is the thing. Hallelujah. So he did it, but he was found out. Hallelujah. Amen. Gehazi also did the same thing. When, when Elisha, after healing Naaman from the leprosy, decided not, Naaman begged him, oh, take this one, take it. He says, no, no, take it away. Because of the lust of the flesh, how nice the thing was. Hallelujah. That's 2 Kings, verse, 2 Kings 5, 15 to 16, and then from 20 to 22, we can read from there. He, he saw it. The gold, the silver, and the things, they were nice. He said, ah, my boss, this nice thing, pa, you said they should take it away. Why? So, the desire of the flesh to have it pushed him to go after Naaman and then deceive, when he went to, he went to tell the lie that my master has visitors and he says that, give him silver. 
so that when the people are going, he can give it to them as present. Hallelujah. And because Naaman was already ready to give the things out, he said, give it to him. Hallelujah. So, desire, the desires of the flesh always lead us to do certain things. So, because of these desires, sometimes we as Christians, the Bible says, let's read this scripture. In Matthew, in Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40, it talks about this rich man who asks Jesus about what he needs to do to get to heaven. Hallelujah. The greatest commandment. It says, teacher, which is the greatest, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. This is not the scripture I want to read, but I'll find that one. So, the, the laws, Bible says that the greatest commandment is to love God. And the second one, second greatest is to love your neighbor as yourself. Says all the other commandments hinge on this. Hallelujah. So, any commandment that is in the Bible that we refuse to do means that we are being disobedient. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why Jesus told that rich man who had money, he said he was paying tight, he gives to the poor, he, he visits the sick, he does this, he, he, he contributes, even he's the one who bought the mixer for his church, he's, he has, he has a, he's a philanthropist, he does this, he, his, his children, he does this, he having bought baths for the church and all that. And Jesus said that he should go and sell all these things and come follow him. This, no way. Why? You say you want something. And they are showing you the way to get it. But because of the flesh, he's looking at the jacuzzi he used to sleep in and bath. Hallelujah. He's looking at the cars he has parked that he changes every day. He's looking at the money in his bank account. He's looking at the shoes and every, all the good things that he has. All the things he does is not sinful per se. But why would he say I should go and sell all these things and come follow him? This one there. Lalai. Hallelujah. Desires of the flesh. The flesh is ruling. Hallelujah. And anytime the flesh has power over the spirit, disobedience is key. It says sin. Because we are not able to obey the spirit, but we want to obey the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. God, so sometimes the spirit of God will wake you up in the night to pray. It's a situation. Pray. But you know, this time the weather, you see your awaba and die a day. Hallelujah. Amen. So something wakes you up. The spirit of God wakes you up. And you are up. And you have the prompting to pray. But to sleep. Hallelujah. For all you know, God is going to use you as a battle axe to stop something that is going to happen in the day or in the future. But you sleep. Hallelujah. And the thing happens and now you come. And you remember most of it, most of us sometimes remember, you see that you have disobeyed the spirit of God because the flesh. Sometimes we are asked to fast. We are fasting. It is not time to eat. But Unse, your, your, your flesh will tell you, say, come do. Fasting will cry, I cry, just say. Come do, I also hear fasting. Didi. Hallelujah. Sometimes if Papa says we should eat small, if there was a camera for us to see the small, hmm. 
I'm sure, I'm sure during that time we eat more than we eat normal. <laughs> because Papa will say, eat in the morning. Don't eat, don't drink water afternoon. Don't eat, don't drink water. Ah, I've told this story before, I'm sure. There's a Muslim guy in my dormitory, Musa. And when they are doing the Muslim fast, he goes to the, the, uh, the dining hall, he'll take kinky. You take other people's kinky to like four or five balls. You take his rice and stew. When it's after six o'clock, because the rice will get spoiled, so he work the rice. If you kinky there, you can keep it. At dawn, Musa will mash three kinkies or four before six. Work it. And then he starts fasting. Then there's one guy. He's, he's, a, he's, uh, he's an... Um, He's into politics now. He's one of the district chief executives in Goma area. He was my mate in school. Anytime Musa is praying, that is when he knows that if Musa is not praying, Musa will attack him. So anytime Musa is praying, Musa inti be Before Musa stops praying, he's away. Hallelujah. Desires of what? The flesh. So, some of these things cause us to, to not to do what we are supposed to do. We disobey. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the next point I want us to look at is self-righteousness and self-justification. That is why I, that's where I wanted us to read this scripture. Matthew 19, 16 to 24. I want us to read the verse 24. It says that it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. Hallelujah. Because of the rich man's desire. He, will not, he cannot let go those things so he can go to heaven. Hallelujah. But it will be easier for a camel to go to the eye of the needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. Hallelujah. So let's look at Saul. Saul's story is one of the stories of disobedience in scripture. Though there were a lot, I want to ask to look at Saul. You know, when, the, when, when, when Esau killed Jacob, God said something that Jacob I love, Esau I hate. Hallelujah. And from Esau's descendants, those who came after Esau, hallelujah, one of them was the Amalekites. Amen. And these Amalekites, when God delivered the Israelites from Egypt and they were going to the promised land, because they were many and they were traveling, they were not all in one place. So just imagine the number of people. So, it's like you're running. I don't know whether you've, you've seen running a 5,000 meter on the track before. Somebody can go uh, and come and pass people like three times. When he finished, some people now, they are going three more rounds to finish. So, some people in the journey were about two days, three days ahead of some people. Because they couldn't walk. The old women, the children, and the feeble ones, the sick, couldn't keep up with the pace. So, they were behind. Hallelujah. And the Amalekites took advantage of these people and went, attacked them from behind. Because by the time the strong people in front will come, who are paving the way will come, they had gone and they killed them. So God said, because of what they did, he's going to wipe out the Amalekites from the surface of the earth. Hallelujah. And Saul was the one that was chosen to do that. He had the opportunity to be given that opportunity to do it. But before then, Saul was attacked. The Israelites were attacked by the Philistines. And they were afraid because of their disobedience and things. They were afraid. They were hiding in caves and all sorts of things. And they didn't have to do a sacrifice. That was 1 Samuel 13. They didn't have to do a sacrifice. Hallelujah. And all those sacrifices were supposed to be done by the high priest. And the high priest was supposed to come. Samuel told Saul that he was going to come 
in a certain period of time. And time now so. The people too were hiding. They were agitated. So what did Saul do? Saul went to burn incense. Hallelujah. He went to offer sacrifice. As soon as he finished, the Bible says that Samuel appeared and he went to meet him. And he said, what have you done? He says, because you delayed in coming. And you were not coming early. The people too are coming to attack us. So I did the you have done foolishly. And because you have done foolishly, your kingdom, initially God decided that he was going to let Saul reign, his generation reign forever. But because of that disobedience, God cut his kingship. And then David came on the throne. Hallelujah. But before David would come, Saul was given the, another opportunity. Amen. To kill the Amalekites. When, when he was given the instruction, I want us to read the instruction. Please give me 1 Samuel 15. But you can write down this. Uh, in Romans 9.13 and Malachi 1.3. That is where God said, Jacob, I love Esau. I hate. And then the, the, the Philistine story, you can see in 1 Samuel 13. So in 1 Samuel 15. So someone also, someone also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over the people, over Israel. Now therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Let's go on. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, like I explained to you in the story. How he ambushed him on the way when he came out from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and Utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Everything. Hallelujah. It's what he instructed him to do. But what did he do? He disobeyed. When he went with his army and they killed the people, he left King Agag and then allowed his army to take some of the, 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 the sheep and the camel and the donkeys that they say he should kill and destroy everything. He took some. Hallelujah. He took some and brought it. Amen. So, why did he do that? Why did he disobey God? Because Saul was always working in self-righteousness. Anything he does, he thinks that it is okay to do it. God understands. Oh, this one is not sin. Because what he did per se is not blasphemy. Hallelujah. Which is greatest sin. It's not blasphemy. Hallelujah. So, he, th he always thinks that, oh, I can do this one. This one is okay. God understands. Just like we all do. So, we sometimes take the scriptures that suits us. If we read the scripture and this place is nice, it suits us. We embrace it. The places that we read that rebukes us, we reject it. We put it aside. Like Papa would say, in the whole house, you need to give the Holy Spirit or Christ every room, every place, kitchen, toilet, storeroom, bedroom, hall, everywhere. You must allow him to take charge of everywhere. When you say, stay only in the hall, at all other places are forbidden. When something is happening in another place, he will not come. You have to come and call him. But if you have given him charge over everything and he's free to move everywhere, he will go everywhere and do what he's supposed to do. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So that's how Saul was operating. He does certain things. He was disobedient. He would do this one and thinks that, oh, it is okay. A lot of excuses for what he does. He was always disobeying God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, self-righteousness will cause us to disobey. Amen. We don't listen to what we need to do. But because we think, oh, this one is right. When I do it, it is okay. When I postpone it, God understands. I can do it some other time. Oh, oh this one, the God understands. Tomorrow, it is the same thing. Beloved, I want to draw your attention or your mind to the fact that it is disobedience to God. Hallelujah. Whoever gives the instruction, it is disobedience. Amen. Come to church at this time. We have excuse. Come, even come to church. We have excuse. Do this. We have excuse. Do this one. We have excuse. Hallelujah. Let's remember that in it, everything is time bound. So once you don't do it at a particular time, there's something else you are supposed to do at the next time. But you may want to do what you didn't do the previous time in that time. Then how do you do the other one? So realize that children of disobedience are always, don't go forward. They don't march forward. They always are marking time or retrogressing. Hallelujah. Because you obey. In the army, for instance, look, I know of, uh, of somebody who went for training. He was recruited. And he went to the training, everything. He went to the preliminary training. And then they went into the bush where to do the training. And when they came the first week, he ran away. Look, in the army, when you run away, they will go and look for you. They have your address, everything. You cannot run. When they went, he was in his, father, his mother's house at Nungwa. And he wanted to pass back door. When he read the people, they were standing there. But he thought that only the, they were only standing at the front door. We can't go and retrain somebody from the beginning to join this one. It is a number we want. And that number, that's why in the, they say, obey before what? Complain. Eh? There's no disobey. I'm Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot. You cannot. So there's no excuse. So we want to look at excuses we give for disobeying. So there was there was there's something somebody did. Ask people why they didn't go to, they don't go to church. And these are some of the things some people said. So one said. I am out of the habit of going to church. That's why I no longer attend. So it's going to church was a habit. But habits in a few. Habits. Excuse. Can just imagine. Then another said, I know a man who has gone to church for years. He's no better than I am. So who will be a qua sorry aqua? Yashen come gun sua sha sha sha. Baby or one or me cram yes in sorry me jaiko. That's excuse. Hallelujah. The one also says that I stay away from church because I went to church when I was a child. Also I come collaborate my baby away do say we're prim university we we Hallelujah. Amen. So there are reasons which are not valid why people do a lot of things, why people disobey. But beloved, we cannot use those reasons to be disobeying the Lord. It says that the greatest commandment is to obey God love God 
and to love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. I said that, also said, one of the things is that we cannot hide our disobedience from God. Hallelujah. We cannot hide our disobedience from God. In Numbers 32, 23, it says that, be sure your sin shall find you out. Numbers 32, 23. Be sure your sin find you out. There, there was this, this school that the, the students normally go out to jam and come back. They go, they go jam and all. There was a jam in town and they went. They went. Went to boogie and all the things. And that day because there was a, a big artist coming, cameramen and people were there and they took pictures and things. And then they put the pictures in the newspaper. Unfortunately for them, where they were boogieing was the place that the, the cameraman took the picture. So, headmaster, so I could talk paper or say, Hey, I see me see, me name say what I do, say Hanawa. All the people that were involved were hot, caught. They thought that whatever disobedience they were committing, they were hiding it. But what happened? They were exposed. Hallelujah. That is how God exposes our disobedience. He sees everything we do. Like Adam and Eve story. He saw it when he came. says, where are you? He says, we were naked. And so we, we saw it come in the garden and we are afraid. Why are you afraid? He said, we are naked. We are naked, he saying. Did I die? Now we are naked. Who can say we are naked? They be me bound can say we are naked. And then the one who say we are naked. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. She says, we're naked. So, you're naked. So, now you know you're naked. So, me, God, that I created everything on you. That was just like your baby that you have been bathing him every day. Now, when, they, when you're coming, that baby needs to mark a time. See, I don't want you to see me. I'm naked. Hallelujah. So, God, had, because they said they're naked, which is some fairy. So, God had to kill animals and use the skin to cover them. Hallelujah. That was also something God did to cleanse their sin. Amen. So, King David also was found out. Nathan, God sent the, 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 the servant Nathan, the high priest, to give David a story. It says that somebody has plenty animals and a servant has only one. But the one who has plenty went to take the one that has only one. It says, ah, who is that? Wicked person. Go and bring him. It says, you are the one. It says, hey, when? It says, you, you have plenty of wives, concubines and things. The one pet, pet that God has given to this man, Hallelujah. he wanted to hide the sin. So he called him from the, 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 the war front and said, go home and sleep with your wife. The man too went and slept at the door. So the next trick is that I saw a man called war front now. Hallelujah. Gehazi to the same. He was found out. When he got to the man of God, the man of God said, where are you coming from? He says, oh, I'm here. I fear I have not gone anywhere. He says, was my spirit not with you? When you were going to receive and take that thing from Naaman? Hallelujah. Amen. So, therefore, Naaman leprosy came on him. So, that takes us to the consequence. The consequences of disobedience. So, at home, sometimes when the child disobeys, daddy will say, pure, pure, pure. Papa has taught us, don't hit the child with the hand. Hallelujah. Look for him. Tell the child, this is the reason why I'm caning you. Because you have disobeyed. You have done this. Papa, when you finish, you use the hand to bring the child to show what? Love. The hand is for showing love, not for knocking and slapping and hitting and things. No. Hallelujah. So, pure, pure, keno, what your beard in was so? They do so, and I go for the abba. Your mouth, we are a hangi. You are embrace you. When we were small, my father used to use belt. Obeba, see the carpet, and also now to the whole correct. Shiam, shiam. We are Wakujari. We are Oba or see Behe TV. 
Because you pray for any other way, can look at that. To buy a TV by force. Or no, be born common. Or so, only born common be by force. Maybe we are not why cool. No, cool. Hallelujah. So, in homes, workplaces, some people are dismissed. Some people are given uh, uh, suspensions just because of disobedience. So, there's punishment for disobedience. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in the case of Gehazi, like leprosy. For King David, the child that was born out of that, the child had to die. And if you read the scripture, the Bible says that King David had to go into mourning because he was sad for days. Hallelujah. Amen. So, how to overcome disobedience? How do we overcome disobedience? We can only overcome disobedience like we read by obeying Amen. There's this story of a young boy who was in a missionary, of a missionary family. He, like he, his father, the parents were Christian. The father was a pastor. And they went for missionary uh, work in Zion. They were living in a compound house. There's a big tree in the house. The child, the boy, the young guy was playing under the tree. And his father appeared at the door and called him. Samuel, or whatever name. He said, come. He says, Samuel, lie on the floor. First, he said, Samuel, anything I say, obey, and obey it quickly. Lie on the floor. Crawl quickly towards me. Rise up. Run towards me. And the child ran. When he got to the porch and turned, there was this big snake on the tree, which was descending on the boy who was playing. So, assuming that, says, Samuel, Come, that form, say, ah, me in that form saying. So by the time I mean that form saying, hallelujah, amen. So to overcome disobedience, simply is to what? Obey. Amen. So that action that the boy took saved his life. Hallelujah. Amen. So the only way to obey God is to trust and obey him. Hallelujah. Trust and obey the Lord. Overcome. To overcome the flesh and satisfy the spirit. Overcome the flesh and satisfy the spirit. So Christ is our example. In Matthew 26, verse 39, when he was supposed to die for our sins, the Bible says that Christ was like us. He was flesh. The Bible says that he came into this world in flesh. Hallelujah. He was born and he had flesh. He played Alokoto and Chaskele when he was small. Ate, grew up. He urinated. He poops. Everything. Until he got to where he needed to go into ministry. The Bible says that he was without sin. Hallelujah. He was obedient. Amen. So, when he was about to die, this is what he said when he, he, he went with the disciples into the garden to pray. In 26.39, he's in Matthew. He says that he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh, my father, if it, be pos- if it is possible, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not, not as I will, but as you will. Says, not what I want, not my desire. Not what to say, Hallelujah. Ah, But he said, But what God wants me to do? Hallelujah. Today in the office, we're dis- we just were discussing something. Those of us who have had the opportunity for 
company to take us to courses outside. And then and somebody brought up an issue and we were just laughing. He went to a hotel. He was given a card and he went into the hotel room. You know, in some of these new hotel rooms, when you go, the card that is given to you to open the door is the same card that you use to put on the light. You need to put it in something before the light. To, if you put light and soda, this is all the card. Hallelujah. Amen. So he entered the room. I saw light now. I saw, saw, saw. I didn't remember. Hallelujah. So he had to go out again, go and call the people. So, hey. Hallelujah. Then, then we were trying, I remembered something. When, when I, I, I had the opportunity to travel to Denmark, there was this, this, this Muslim guy in the, in, in, along where I was sleeping, one of the rooms. And Initially, he had helped one of the staff who had the opportunity to travel to run away when he went there after the course. You know, a man asylum came to convince me. Hey, I can show you somewhere. Train the Ubeko, Akosheho, the more political asylum. Bibia, Ubeko, Yijumobiniska. Unkubre. The thing was juicy. He said, Wepa, say. And now be that silver platter. So he said, you will not do anything, or he will take you there. And he has done it for somebody. So it is not like a fake. Hallelujah. But I knew that that was not what God wanted for me. Hallelujah. Because if he sends you there, he can send you there again and again and again. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, not me, but if, let your will be done. And Bible says it's not once. In verse 42, he did the same thing happened. And then in verse 52, to the same. Hallelujah. So Jesus is our example. In Hebrews 5, 8 and 9, Bible says that though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he said. And having been perfected, he became the altar of eternal salvation to all who obeyed him. Hallelujah. So Jesus overcame the flesh also after fasting. After fasting, the devil tried to, attack, to tempt him, but he used scriptures. Hallelujah. And he overcame the flesh. Matthew 4, and find that from verse 4 to verse 10. Joseph also overcame fleshly desires and obeyed God. By not sleeping with his master's wife. In Genesis 39, you can find that there. 6 to 8. In, in Matthew 26, verse 40, 41, Bible says that, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. Hallelujah. Amen. So prayer is one of the things that we can use to overcome disobedience. Prayer. Jesus is our example. So we look up to Jesus and then says the spirit is willing but the flesh is what? Weak. Hallelujah. So sometimes when we wake up or we are woken up by the spirit in the night like that to pray sometimes you don't even know what, where to start but beloved just start speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Sometimes the problem is that, like Papa would say, sometimes when Papa says certain things, you may not understand, but you take it. Later on, God will give you insight and understanding. Most of us don't come back to ask for explanation. Hallelujah. If you don't understand, go for it. Sometimes you may understand it to a certain extent, but maybe you need deeper understanding of what God is trying to tell you. Hallelujah. So, Papa will say that if you wake up, he says, either you know how to pray and you are not praying or you don't know how to. I don't know how many of us have analyzed that statement. Either you know how to pray and you are not praying or you don't know how to pray. So, that will be one of the reasons why when the Spirit wakes you up at night or wherever, prompts you to pray, you cannot pray because you don't know how to pray. Or you know how to pray and you don't want to pray. Hallelujah. Sometimes when we wake up, we think that we must go through some routine praise and worship. We must praise. We must do this formula. 
be uh, sometimes just just start speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, or thanking God, speaking in tongues, and the Spirit itself will take over and guide you and lead you to what you need to do. Sometimes you may need to pray for only five minutes, ten minutes, and He'll leave you to go back to sleep. Hallelujah. Amen. So prayer, 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 prayer. And then we need also to put on all armor of God. So the armor you can find in Ephesians 6 verse 12 to 18. We need to put on the whole armor of God. Because the, the enemy is going to come fighting us. There are certain times you need to use the breastplates. Hallelujah. You need to use all sorts of weapons to fight against because you can't use a certain weapon for a certain battle. You need different weapons for different battles and different attacks. Hallelujah. So we have to put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's also remember that like we read on Friday when we were praying, it says that not everyone who says Lord, Lord, Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But it says he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven. Matthew 7, 21. So it is not the yo-yo, the this, I pray, I do this, I do this, I do that. He says, on that day, you say you did this in my name, you did that in my name, you did that in my name, but he tell you that I know you not. Hallelujah. Let's be sure that whatever we are doing, it is the will of God. It is according to what God wants us to do. And we are doing it on time. Time is very important. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we do certain things and we don't add the other one. Hallelujah. We says, Bible says that those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I believe that worshiping, most of us worship God in spirit. But the truth we don't add. Hallelujah. What is the truth? I've been thinking and thinking and thinking of this scripture and I was asking God, what is the truth? So we come and we are in spirit, we are crying, we are emotional, emotions take place, we think we are worshipping God in spirit. But there are other things that we need to do. Fleshly. The things we need to put in place. The coming on time. The doing the obedient things that we need to do that are physical. We cannot stop. We cannot say we'll not do that and come and sit on the altar and do all sorts of things. No. So in spirit and then in truth. See, Jesus didn't come on earth in spirit and was hovering about and we were not seeing him. When he wants to say, uh, 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 Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris will not be seeing him. Then he'll come in. And Pastor Chris say, hey. And then Sarah come in and say, uh, meet Jesus. He was physical. Hallelujah. He was spirit and he was physical. So we cannot hide behind the things we are doing physically that are wrong. And say we are worshipping him. It's not acceptable. And that is what these days modern, in quote, Christians are doing. Self-righteousness. We think we can, oh, ah, oh. We speak big tongues. We quote big scriptures. We do all the things we have to do. But the basic thing, that's why the Bible say, said that love God and love your neighbor. Hallelujah. So basic things that we have to, those ones know. You are not talking to your sister in church, your brother in church. In church, who? But when you come, holy are you, Lord. So you think you are worshipping the spirit. Because you are not adding the truth, it's cut. Hallelujah. Beloved, we cannot do what we want to. Anything that you are doing 
that is not perfect. It's not perfectly together. Not acceptable in the sight of God. Don't let us deceive ourselves. Like we read in the scripture. It says that all, not all those who say Lord, Lord. So you are saying Lord, but you will not enter. So what I fear most, these days the Lord has been ministering, what, the fear or the burden that I have is that we will not come to church and do all the things we do, but it will be in vain. We need to end up in heaven. That is the main reason. Hallelujah. Don't let us do, it is not in, in God's obedience, it is not 99 over 100. It is 100 over 100. Hallelujah. Hello. It is not 99 over 100. It is 100 over, it is not 9 commandments and the 10th one, we put it in a Dakar and lock it. Because that one, and no, and yeah, yeah, Hallelujah. Amen. So, keep thy heart with all diligence. We need to keep our hearts because the heart is where all the things come into. So, let's keep our hearts. Very important. Hallelujah. And we also read this scripture that I want to remind us of. So, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death or destruction. Hallelujah. To conclude, let me just tell you a story. One of the things that we can do to obey is also to repent. Hallelujah. Go back when we know we have done the wrong. Repent and correct. Hallelujah. Sometimes we know we have cheated this person, but we don't want to go back and go and confess and repent. So this man was selling a tractor, a farm implement, a, a chair. And he wanted to auction it, so he went to spray it nicely. And uh, sometimes the, the car can be old. It can be 20, 2002 or 2000. Normally when you are going to buy, you look at the odometer reading, the mileage, to tell you that car we were holding, you train in the So you can have a car that is 2018, but mileage can be 40,000. You can have a car that is 205, but mileage can be only 2,000 or 3,000. So there are things you need to look out for when you are buying some of these things. If you don't have the knowledge, you will not know. So this man went to temper with the odometer of the tractor and then painted it nicely and sold it to somebody. And the person was buying it. You look at the odometer and bought it. And the thing was giving the man problem in his farm. And he's spending money to repair and all that. And he also had a problem, a family problem that he, had, he needed to spend money. And he, he, he had gone down. What he wanted to use the tractor for didn't work. He has paid money. Man, so I don't think I said, because Jimmy Sika. But you tractor now from Sika, mommy. But this man went to church. He's a Christian. Oh, this is a Christian. And yeah, I said, oh, yeah, unbelievable Christian. Oh, yes, went to church and heard the word of God again, and he touched him. And he, he, he prayed to God to forgive him. And then he went to the man. So he told himself that he was going to pay back. So he went to an auctioneer to calculate how much he had cheated a man. He, he said he was good, about 15,000, let's say Ghana cities, said he wanted to pay back. So he went to the man and told him, Rafred, Pacho, can't I turn around? Odometer, near 40, and I'm at Chimabe 220, and I'm a spray in the night. I was a pipe, I was I said there, Wakoto and Pobwa, a black, eh? Now, is your togu, so unfortunately, now, now, is your turn our talk, it's a false deal. When I say, I done a red, and now blue, I say, ya are bono, eh? Sudio said, then, 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 Hallelujah. Amen. I was going to work, circle, and I decided to buy some, I've forgotten what it was. Me thought they are not, me go do office, me be a lay, bear my pants, cassier, and they are folding a dash at the end, say, full no, say, I forgot the box, fair, fair, fair. So I was in a hurry. Sometimes those guys who sell the thing cheap, 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 oh boy. Me be a super, bear my white pants, cassier, and be no, and the shame. Reverend. So he turned it back 
And then he gave the money. And you see, when he was giving the money, the man said, oh, you know, I've gone through a lot of problems. And, and my, myself and my wife were calculating how much we need to come back to the business. And this is the same 15,000. And the man was relieved. He was blessed. And he became a blessing to the other people also. So obedience brings us blessing and brings others to bless. Beloved, the Lord bless you tonight as you have heard his word. My prayer is that we will obey his word to the fullest. We will not take what suits us out and just take the one that we know that is a day. Other ones they are tune chain. That is not Christianity. Obedience is the way to go. The Lord bless you.